Why did you do that? <laughs> I was lied to. I was. I hey, I told you that I was going to do it at the start and then put the duck away. So I did not lie to you one moment. Welcome to the. <laughs> I didn't, but I didn't do the thing. I didn't do the hello. Hello. There you go. And welcome to the Cubicorn Games podcast where we have rubber duckies and true. people named Dustin Morbido, which is me. That's my name. Lorraine Morbido is here. Allegedly. Though I can barely say that I'm a person anymore. And it's just the two of us. We're, uh... It's been a fucking minute, <laughs> also. It's been a minute. There's a, a lot has happened. Um, Time has passed. We'll War see how this ends changed. up sounding. I'm guess like I'm guessing like not great, We're but hopefully in good a enough. Hotel room uh, in Ohio. Yeah, we are in the last night of our hotel stay at uh, in Columbus for GDEX 2022. Um, it's been a good time, a lot of fun. Our first trip since the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> um, I haven't slept anywhere but my bed in two years. Saw a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. Spent a lot of time standing around demoing. It's just, it's been good. It's just tiring. Four days is long. Yeah, it's like um, we were talking about earlier. Yeah. So let's uh, set the stage for what the show is going to be about, um, and then or even where where have we been the past like month? Well, yeah, and a half. we've been working. We've been finishing our game. Kind of what we talked <laughs> was just looking back, like because the last podcast we talked about applying, and lo and behold, we got accepted for a table. Um, yeah, that's right. I forgot on that podcast we didn't yep. even know for sure that we were going to get in. I just had always assumed that I was under, operating under the assumption that it would work out because <laughs> mm-hmm. we were going to probably ship around that time anyway just to do it. But uh, but turns out it did work out. We did get to come to GDEX. Um, also, Down the Drain is done. Down the Drain is out. It has been released. Mm-hmm. Um, As of two days prior to this recording. Yeah, so we're going to spend a lot of time talking about that. And then uh, afterwards, we're going to talk about a bunch of other cool stuff we saw at the show, too. <laughs> Um, I do want to take the... I want to do more of this more regularly. Well, yeah. We kind of had other stuff going on the past, well, like, bit. Yeah. I don't even just mean podcasting, though. I mean, like, um, I feel like there have been eras of the Cuba Carnegie's podcast. There was, like, the early era, which was... Chaos. Well, it was just, like, every other video game podcast. Mm-hmm. It was structured. All we we you would talk about what we were playing. We'd talk about the news. We'd call it a day. Um, that, that transitioned over time into being a more, like... Loose loose thing where we would just kind of chat about whatever to like the pandemic era where it's kind of been like we're all depressed de- right are des- you alive destiny talk and mental health <laughs> anguish just like proverbial like touching grass with self friends. uh self self-medication <laughs> uh, we can't see each other so we're going to talk over discord right therapy uh therapy when you can't afford a therapist um you can't go to a therapist because everybody's in quarantine and this latest arc <laughs> <laughs> the arc I want to bring the Keyword Games podcast into, like, we'll still definitely uh, try to find time to get like some of the usual crew together and just kind of shoot the shit and stuff. But um, bunch. but I do want regular shows that are just kind of what we're doing today. It'll be here's what we're doing because I want to keep making games and working on stuff, mm-hmm. and here is what other games people are doing that we have been exposed to, whether we have seen them in person or it's just a cool thing we found online, whatever. I want to mm-hmm. talk about other smaller stuff. I just want to be more immersed in all of that mm-hmm. uh, a little bit more going forward. So so the for- this form of the show will be definitely a thing that gets repeated in future episodes of the Cubicorn Games podcast. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with all that said, <laughs> let's start with us. Um, wow. Like you said, we shipped down the drain. It's out. 
<sighs> Lorraine, how do you feel? As I, I, I have still always called you lead designer on Down the Drain because <laughs> it was your original concept and you kind of like, you built the base game alone basically. Uh, and then I kind of helped and like come guide parts along. But how are you feeling now that it's out? I mean, like it's a similar thing because like, I mean, I know I, it's a much smaller scale, but like when I finished um, my actual first solo project, Space Quail Mini, and did ship that on the Windows Store. It, it just, it's just—it's—it's it's almost like a, it's a surreal sort of empty feeling because, like that, it's a project that has like literally—it's been a part of my life for like eight years now. But specifically this past, like, I would say almost a solid two months, it has been like the only thing that I've really been doing, like kind of with all of my spare time like and obviously you as well just Mm -hmm. i was (laughs) trying to think of um what i wanted to do because i want to i want to do an art stream later or this upcoming week or whatever because i haven't done one in a handful of weeks just because of all this other stuff and pushing through to get some down the drain art done really messed up my wrist or at least made it hurt more than usual yeah um i was just trying to take it easy and conserve the little energy that i have and i was just trying to think i'm like i'm gonna do something that's not down the drain and then i just drew a blank because i haven't like thought of anything else recently Mm -hmm. um but like it is (laughs) it's really cool (laughs) seeing that steam page seeing it in my library getting to say for people hey it's on steam like this game is done um even like regardless of whether or not like we had which we do um an up an update coming with more content um the fact that the base game is there it is something you could just buy and play is so weird (laughs) and this is uh you know kind of aside to all the things you said but i don't know i think it's pretty good i'm happy with the the final product i will say that um because it's been like this is where i'm at right now where i'm still like (laughs) i am both like i'm I'm a, the weirdest combination of emotions I've maybe ever had because I'm both immensely proud and deeply anxious because <laughs> I still just want to hear more from mm-hmm. other people who have played it for more than like 10 or 15 minutes at a time because that's been on this whole weekend, right? Like nobody's mm-hmm. sticking around for like an hour or two and mm. playing it in front of us at a con. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, that's also been like, aside from the testing, the rigorous testing we put some people through um, recently, myself included, like... Like we don't, we all we've ever seen is people play it in small spurts like that. Cause I mean, we've had a demo out, but um, like on itch for a while, but it's not like we were getting like boatloads of feedback from that. Right. And um, <laughs> I think um, I get like where you're, you're excited to hear about the feedback, but I think some of that, um, <clears throat> excuse me, hasn't like come my way just because like I've kind of been posting creative stuff on the internet regularly like for people to critique and consume Mm -hmm. like for at least a solid four years now so like some of that like it's still definitely there like the fact that like when i typed in that release my game that actually made steam push it live like there's definitely that like that rush right then but also like i don't know I just don't feel as anxious about it. Like, I'm excited. Well, it's more that, like, I just want to check myself. I want to see if I'm crazy or if I'm right, basically. I know I'm crazy. I think it's pretty good. Like, I am proud to have my name on that Mm -hmm. project. The thing that it it has become, the thing that we were able to get together and polish up for the last few months and get out the door, I am proud of that game. I think Mm -hmm. it's good, and I think it's fun. 
uh, and it's like goofy in the right way. It's just like I'm glad that we made it. I'm glad that it's out there. So I want to see if like I, um, uh, my feeling is that I feel like there's an audience out there. Yeah, I feel like there's an audience out there that will really enjoy that game, and I want to know if I'm nuts or if that's true. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the other part of that is like even more specific, and this is a pretty small subset of people. Let's be real, but um, if anyone who backed us on Kickstarter. Like, hopefully some of them will get to try it out mm-hmm. <laughs> unless all things are doing. Obviously, it's the first weekend. A lot of people have lots of stuff to do that's not playing our damn video game. Yeah. But, um, but I would separately be really interested to hear what some of them think because yeah. it is not the same game that we no. promised when we I, ran that um, campaign. <laughs> I was really happy to see. I know we, we had kind of, I, I know I had talked off podcast, I'm pretty sure, with um, some of the, like our, mm-hmm. the, the usual bunch and I'm happy to report that we do have builds of Down the Drain that go all the way back to probably our first Maker Fair in 2014. And I've got them on a flash drive. See. And I'm going to go through, like, I want to record footage of it and, like, do, like, a uh-huh. evolution. You're happy about that. That that just gives me even more anxiety. I'm a look forward. If, if it's an old version of the game, I'm like, fuck that. I don't want to remember when it was less good. <laughs> I mean, I just want, I, I mostly want to see like, because I know I know generally speaking what has been kept through all the builds. Sure. But I even just want to see like when stuff got implemented because like. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, I, I just I want to see mm-hmm. the progression, not like oh look how bad this is, but like mm-hmm. oh this is this we had gotten this sort of thing or this is when the fish got put in or sure. other that maybe, stuff. I think maybe it's part of that for me is that like again that's kind of my own. My my part of like my my bigger contributions to the project, uh, I feel like are way less evident in those versions of the game, and that was what has always made me uh, like. In that era, I remember agonizing about um, early builds of Down the Drain because I would look at it and be really proud of basically, and this was when you had to still built like ninety five percent of it. I would be really proud of the things that were great about it, which was like you know the vibe, the general like controls feeling mm-hmm. pretty good, and like the art and all that stuff. And I would be really, really anxious about um, just like at that point what the gameplay loop was because it was it was like, and we'll talk about a lot of games later mm-hmm. that kind of are in a similar place now that we saw today because it was it was just in that place in its life. Like it was mm-hmm. an alpha-ish sort of thing. It was very, very, very early, and it was extremely immature. Um, but in that state. I was just like agonizing about how will we turn this into like a finished product that like, cause it's very, it's not easy to build a good alpha, but it is like, it is easier mm-hmm. to build a good 15 minutes than to build a good, like two, four, six hours. Like it is mm-hmm. just hard to sustain someone's attention sure. beyond like a, an individual mechanic that is really good. And I like, mean, I think a lot of that is like, if you want to compare it to like the other games that we've seen over this weekend that are in a similar state. Like the whole thing about down the drain was the vibe. It was never like an actual, like if you remember what I said in that Kickstarter mm-hmm. video, like I don't really talk about like what you do aside from right. like, you're just kind of exploring because that's all it was. Uh-huh. It was just an experience, which I feel like honestly, like kind of I've, I was talking to someone over the weekend, like about like just, where like we were at the time like we were talking about like kickstarter and stuff like that like mm-hmm. that was a lot of a that was more of a like quote-unquote genre back in 2014 was just like a vibe like yeah. a straight mood as opposed like more of game more smaller games were like that sure because there was like there was more of a market for it but now tons of those games have been made 
Um, well, and here's the other thing, and this is the part where, like I said, you correct me if I'm if I'm wrong, but this was is my feeling about it, is that like I feel like the ship game has a lot of the best of what we both can offer in it. Just like I think we're a really good team, <laughs> I guess. Basically, I mean, I'd say so. But um, but because the, the you know, like I said, the, all that stuff is like the the vibe and the mood and the I'm style. I'm the weird, and you're the brain. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, all that stuff is still in there in many ways, and like because the stuff it's that you've, the weird part the stuff of the that game. you've added is much better. Like you've gotten better at art, and you just took more time on stuff. And the the I'm still impressed with the opening sequence thing that you <laughs> fucking blew through that shit uh, to get it out the door. It's to, part of um, the reason why I'm doing art streams. <laughs> I worked um, for like at least five hours straight one day doing the last like 20 odd images of that thing mm-hmm. like because there it, it was not good i should not have done that but i really no, really wanted to get not. it done because uh, i was excited right, we about were, it like, we were both hauling ass and yes. straight up we were <laughs> we have been sprinting for the last two months it yeah, has been non-stop it has uh, been crunch um for sure um but the other thing i was gonna say there this kind of ties back to the thought i had earlier was that like like i said i didn't the thing for me is like there was absolutely a version of that game that could have existed. Like we could have shipped a version of Down the Drain that was a more chilled out, mm-hmm. vibier, just kind of mellow sort of thing. But I'm not sure personally how much I could have contributed to like really advance that thing. That's kind of mm-hmm. where all my anxiety was in the early part of the game. Just like you didn't know where but, you fit in that equation. Yeah, because I'm just not that. I don't play as many games that are like that, and I just mm-hmm. don't like. like I said we. Me and all the other guys, you know, who come from card game backgrounds are more mechanically minded. Like, it's all See, about I the think, fucking I think details. a lot of that is, like, because I used to play games like Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, and Banjo-Kazooie, where I wasn't actually doing the objectives. I was just, like, kind of basically playing with toys, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like, I was existing in these environments, making up my own rules, and just kind of vibing in all of the, in other, a bunch of other games. But those three in particular really come to mind because i did that a lot like that's also part of the reason why i like banjo kazooie so much not necessarily the core gameplay loop i liked being in that world i just liked existing there and um there's so much just like personal especially with like ocarina of time that was another one that i did that a lot with just lived in that version of hyrule just chill hanging around like i had we when we got that game like i'm still not entirely sure where it came from it was at my grandpa's house and it has the word the name Mr. Bear written on it. And that was the name like it's it's full on creepypasta territory because that was also the name of the first car, like the first save file in there that we left on there for a while. It was completed. And I would just go into that file and just like have a good time, like wander around, just explore. And I think that's kind of where like a lot of that came from in Down the Drain. Granted, it was a much smaller uh, um, world being these like actually hand fucking laid pipe mazes yeah um and it was just about like that's why there was a percentage that why that's why there was things to pick up and it told you that they were there like or that there was um x amount in the thing to find that's why there was like the timer so you could like kind of see like how long it took you to do these things but it wasn't rushed it was just kind of like we're just here to have a time. Yeah, and I would say that that's interesting because I would say this, the current game it still isn't like rushed, but it's like it's, it has very definitive like. It's a faster goals. pace. It is a faster paced game. Yeah. I would say for and, sure. Yeah, and I think like pretty much all that. Not game just from, because the like music 
slaps and makes you just want to go. Yeah. Well, that, that's, again, that's kind of like even the, um, I, I guess that first level track has some of that too because it has the real like mm-hmm. snappy breakdown with the drums or whatever. But um, but the later music that I had made for it, I made that it with... third track. <laughs> My God. I made it with the in mind that this is a much more mm-hmm. trying, like much more um, that, that, goal-oriented experience, That first I guess, Down the then. Drain track has such oh. a... like. I, I love that song so much. It is like... <laughs> it's been... Because that's another thing I want to see. I want to see how long it's been in there. It might oh, have been from the beginning. I, yeah, there, I don't know if there was a version of the game we showed because it had to have something audio in there. I have no so idea. I don't know if there was ever a version of the um, game that we showed without it. But... but um, like I think my personal favorite might be the second level track that you put in. There's mm-hmm. just something about like how different of the mood it was for um because we only had that first level track for years. And yeah, right. um but that second one is just it's a little slower in some ways and I like the little like like almost like xylophony like little mm-hmm. bits in there. Like it's just uh Yeah, real it's good. um I had a thing I was going to say, and then I kind of forgot about it. title screen music. I mean, granted, we've been um, listening to that almost nonstop all weekend, but... See, I'm glad you like it. Yeah. And other people seem to definitely be fine with it. it like, I think out of all the music that's in the game still, that is the part that I'm personally most self-conscious about, just because that is one of the oldest things. That, it's both older... And unlike the other level track, I didn't spend a ton of time on it. Like, I spent a lot I, of time on that I, first like, level track. I don't know. It's just... it feel, It's such a, like... It's in my mind like that and like the first level track just like they're they just scream down the drain to me because that's it's what I know sure. like it's well that, that's good and when you gave me that feedback I was like I'm, I might try to make a thing to replace this you were like no I'll leave it and I like it it's mm-hmm. like all right <laughs> and like and the um because I know you were talking about moving it to mm-hmm. the credit screen or the credits level or whatever yeah and I still really like for as few times as I've heard the new credits level music like I really like it it's. <laughs> It's just a just a jam. They're all jams. Sure, but um, but yeah. Anyway, kind of like the latter half. If you tried to divide the game into, you know, the first era one of Down the Drain, like I said was basically the the game you built, and then kind of like slowly but surely having back and forth about what we even wanted to like turn mm-hmm. it into. Um, and then like era two would have been like basically the the game it is now, going from like very rough ideas to very concrete implemented mm-hmm. ideas of like. Okay, this is a like, this is a roguelite, roguelite-ish kind of thing. Uh, it has a definitive mm-hmm. progression structure. Like you uh, will play the game and then uh, unlock things that make you better at playing the game, and then continue to play the game. <laughs> I, see, I know I've told this story before, but my favorite story about one of the now key features of Down the Drain, the costumes, was literally pitched to us by a small girl who was like, "I want to dress her up," mm-hmm. and. The costumes were purely cosmetic before. They were just like, I was just having fun. I made the first three were the Space Quail, which is another project of mine from both school and Space Quail Mini, which can't be purchased on the Windows Store anymore. Um, Count Von Bate, which is the first boss of Super Cucumber and was the only boss in the um, uh, student version that I had made a thousand years ago. And um, the Cubicorn costume, which has the colors of the stupid textured cubicorn that I actually put in again, more student games. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I, cause it, I, there's no way we could have put that on a logo. It's, it's too much. It is a bright pink and purple because I just needed a, a shitty texture to throw on this like literal polygon 
unicorn that I made because, <laughs> goddamn, what was that program even called? It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It we wouldn't went to accept the, ten thousand years ago. <laughs> it wouldn't accept round shapes, and I was so frustrated because I wanted to just make a stupid unicorn in 3ds Max. So I made the most low poly one I could, put that shitty texture on it, so it would have something that wasn't just gray. And I mean, then our name was born. <laughs> um, but yeah, again, you're kind of saying so. The, like that was an idea that was just like an off the cuff comment. Yeah. Back by back some when it person. was just so like it was in that very formless state because I remember like I know I'll figure out when it was on there, but there was a I'd seen it in like some old screenshots or whatever. There was mm-hmm. a version of the title screen that actually and it, well no I found it the assets are still in the game. Um, there's a wheel that used to like rotate around and you would just like select one of those, like the normal Marta or all the other four, three other right, costumes I had just time. mentioned. Well, yeah. it was, it was those yeah, three yeah. Um, on the title screen and it would just put you in with that. And it literally did nothing. Right. And then like, right. Every time something like that would come into the game, like I said, that's, I always go to like, what can be built out of this? What mm-hmm. can, how can this become, something more like the mm-hmm. to tie it into a different kind of mechanical structure to just add another layer of like either challenge or like I said progress or stuff like that. I don't even remember if they had abilities when you suggested to ha- when, after the shop was brought into the equation. I don't think they did. I don't I, that was actually pretty late yeah. honestly the like especially the like attack or damage buff or debuff the mm-hmm. like increased uh, right, certain right, right, pickups right, right. and all that stuff like yeah um because all that stuff was after because again like at first they started out like you said at first it was just truly a um it was a style thing with mm-hmm. it was just a style thing literally it was just like hey you can look mm-hmm. different ways while you play the game well no because then there was <laughs> i believe this asset is also still in the game there was like a capsule machine um that i built and animated to um mm-hmm. like just you could redeem the coins like there the before the shop there with the coins persisting was an idea that we had had um just because they'd been in the game for so long and like you might as well do something with them and there was going to be you, that's how you got the costumes and eventually that's how you were supposed to get like little like trading cards or like collectible cards with sure. just like different art on them i still have um the blank template front and backs for these cards <laughs> that i did literally nothing with because uh the prize machine got scrapped not too long after that um and then that eventually evolved into the store with the beautiful shopkeeper goop who i love um mm-hmm. but yeah and again that was kind of like i said that at first it was just a it was a piece of window dressing which is another cool looking thing in the game mm-hmm. and then it became like well it's like a like it's a reward for playing a bunch mm-hmm. like you get to you get you get these things for having played yeah. the game a bunch so, so it was that but then like I said I always go like one step further cuz I was like but but why do you want to play a bunch that's why I always mm-hmm. like and like cuz I, I like I said I am the exact opposite of like I think honestly most people <laughs> like I think a lot I think the gaming general public is probably very different from me in this respect and that like I almost never take to less linear like kind of just like do what you feel kind of games like that's just not my jam it's hit or personally. miss for me um it depends on like the i want to have an objective and then i want to try to do that objective um and so for everything that was like a really big contribution for me and like building out the game that exists now was like narrowing its scope down to a laser right point. it was like all right we gotta carving away all my weird what's the objective of the game Let's beat these bosses. No. How do we beat these time. bosses? You got to get better. 
You just gotta gonna, have fun. Because they're gonna kick your shit in, and you need to kick their shit in. No, <laughs> it's about fun. <laughs> You know what's fun? Kicking in some shit. Damn. <laughs> um, and so, like I said, that's where, like, because uh, a lot of the, like, like you know, we would go back and forth about everything, but I would pitch a thing, and, you know, I'd either build a prototype of it, or you'd, like, give feedback, and then I'd build a prototype of it, and we'd mm-hmm. go back and forth like that. Every step of, like, slowly but surely mm-hmm. turning on mechanics until we had arrived at the game we have. But uh, I'm trying to remember if there was any that got, like super hard declined or we just both agreed to scrap in the past like month or so oh not recently it's just yeah. been a lot of like little tweaking which makes sense well no I, i'm just saying more in like the in the era that we've kind of been in where it's been a more um consorted effort to actually make it i can't think of anything that was like super like i like just know like because you you generally like would defer to me yeah, At right. The end I would if you put your thing. foot down on a thing. I, I'm just trying to remember to if there was something in particular that I was really against. I don't think so, and that's honestly also partly just because like we didn't have that much time. Well, like, yeah. We were running so <laughs> fucking fast that like you know, it was just you just had to get you done. We didn't have like yeah. four eight hours to fucking think about half of that stuff. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> um, again, that's the weird been the weird thing about finishing the game too is because all this stuff has been like on whiteboards or in notes to some degree like it's been designed yeah over the course of like years and i mean even like we had a bunch of streams too like yeah and it's, it was just like literally like a ton of implementation and as much mm-hmm. testing as we could get into to make sure it was at least for the game that yeah. exists now as good as it can be and like i said i'm actually yeah. really proud of it i'm so it turned out better than i expected ha- having like uh considering the timetable where we took it from like the, even in the past, like from like mid April to today, the game is unrecognizable. Yeah. It's just not the same product. Uh. Um, I know. I I know this was the right decision, and that by doing this, it will be better by result. But I I will say that cutting that final boss <laughs> hurt. Like I knew we had to. It was the right decision. It was definitely was the no right way. decision. Because yeah. like I said, and if we had gotten a version of it, like, in, it would have been shitty because we wouldn't have had enough time yeah. to test it. It would have because it had like it. it <laughs> It was supposed to be, in theory, many, many moons ago, a third level type. It was never supposed to be... Like, if you ever, if you go back and see some of our more recent game dev streams, you'll see us in a part of the game that is not there in the final product at the mm-hmm. moment. Because it is a boss that was, like I said, elevated to a different status. Um, at one point in time, it was working before that as another level. And then something about Unity shift, like version shifting or something about mechanics Stop in the breaks, game. I changed it, something, you changed it something. Just be, like, it was broken. It was fundamentally broken. And we just kind of like didn't think about it. And then we're like, oh, well, we, we should maybe have a final boss. And like, oh, well, what if we use this? And started building it out. And I mean, I'm still really excited about it. And I like, like, like we already said, like I know um, putting a pause on it and coming back after I think actually down, finishing yeah, it. Yeah, down the drain, like, super ultra final edition will be <laughs> really good. Because, uh, again, I would have, uh, like I said, the night where I came up and I said, we yeah, can't you, do this. You literally, like, like just, woke me back yeah, up. I was and like, like, we just, like, I'm looking at the things that are in my queue and I, <laughs> we do not have time to do this. So we will, if we try to do it, we will not do it right because we just mm-hmm. straight up will not have the hours to, like, build yeah. it and test it and make sure it's, like, good. <laughs> Um, and from like like a project management standpoint, it was ten thousand percent the right call. No, to not, yeah, I not I, put it I in absolutely right agree now. with you, but it still um, was just kind of like it hurt, it hurt a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like there there was no way we could have done that, and like I think the only boss that had been like. 
finished but still would go back and get like at least two or three more passes was the frog <laughs> everybody else like taproot took forever mm-hmm. the fish I, the fish is is really good like he's always he he was the first boss in the game and has always kind of i yeah, i like to joke that he's cursed because another, he broke like, a lot in weird ways um i uh, think if there's any part of the game that is like i said that i'm that i i am the most proud of in the in a way that i i think it is the perfect like quintessential example of you bringing your a game and me bringing like a, like a good like kind of fundamental like Mechanics. I'm gonna take right. I'm gonna take the ball that you've put up, and I'm gonna spike it. Of like the the vibe in that is basically the same as it was before. You know, mm-hmm. it's very cool and like weird and like a little spooky, but in a fun way. Um, and I used basically all like the work you'd done before, just assets that you had already built, mm-hmm. and just like yeah, I fooled I around with stuff until it was just a little more yeah, until it was just a little more mechanically sure. um, just a little more mechanically robust. Just I just I don't took think what you was there actually, and put a little more into it. I don't think you actually had me make any specific assets. Well, I mean, I technically made another bubble, but um, for the frog fight, mm-hmm. but that was just based off of like Marta's bubble, like her yeah. shield. It wasn't like a full new asset or anything, but like I didn't. Ha- you just tweaked. Like I left the pieces on the ground, mm-hmm. <laughs> partially in the trash can, and you polish them until they show until they shine. Mm-hmm. And that, that's like I said, that's a game dev one hundred and one for me. Is like that's like you you have an idea for thing, and you have you know a certain amount of stuff built, whether it be code or art or whatever. Mm-hmm. And how do you both uh, iterate on it so that it goes from like bad to good and then good to great? Like, mm-hmm. those are all steps that, like, every single thing you put in a video game is going to have that cycle. Uh, it's going to it's gonna be rough, and then it'll be better, and then, God willing, it'll come <laughs> together and be really good. And um, I think that's why I don't think I could ever, like, I pro- like, Thousand Monkeys or whatever, but I don't think I could ever start to finish a game that would be really good on my own. I just don't well, think I, I don't have... Think- I don't think anyone can, like, yeah. in the same way that, like, I think, like I said, I've said this before about non-game stuff, but I think auteur theory is a bunch of fucking horse crap. Mm-hmm. Like, nobody and makes a good thing alone with no help. There is no, like, single mm-hmm. genius responsible for the best movie ever, or the best video game ever, mm-hmm. or, or whatever the fuck. Well, because um, I know, like, there's all those stories about, like, solo game devs, and, like, they're the ones who get lauded, but... And most of the time, they'll, like, turn back and be like, yo, I couldn't have done this without the support of, like, all my friends and, like, people. Because, like, they're not just, like, the only ones playing these games. Like, they're showing it to people. Like, we've shown it to people, yeah. like, well, in and- various states of development, um, both, like, personally, like, privately and publicly as well. Mm-hmm. And and beyond that, let's go, uh, while we're talking about this, let's go to, like, people outside us who helped make this game a reality. Because oh that is, you know... We have so list. many friends and family who have helped us. Um, uh, like some of our close friends, like um, you know Brian and Kyle and Wade and uh, mm-hmm. and Phil and Josh and if there's anyone else I'm forgetting, like they put some time into messing with it and every yes. single thing that like we needed that I needed because yeah. like I said I I was iterating a lot I was trying to tighten up mechanical things mm-hmm. and stuff and i needed fucking feedback i just needed eyes that weren't ours yeah to like look at some shit and like and like give me some notes and uh like pretty much everything that got brought up got iterated on in a way that it was better than the way it mm-hmm. was before um we can't not mention our intrepid eternal um intern andrea 
Yeah. Just, she played I, a little, I, and she's been helping you, us yeah, for you, years, for literally years. years. She's been just supporting us and hanging out yeah. and cheering for us. Because she, um, um, that first Maker Fair, <laughs> 2014, um, she was just there, I believe as just a visitor. Like, she was just attending Maker Fair. She and, happened to be there, and then and she was we like, were, oh, hey, you guys. And then she, I think she came out and hung out with us, like, the rest of the time. And then every year since then, up until the last one in 2019, like, mm-hmm. She was tied to our booth. She was helping us, bringing food, hanging out. Like she was able to demo the game because of how much she knew from being there all those years. Yeah, and there's everybody else, like all your other sorority sisters and stuff, who have like over time sisters, both sororal and right paternal, paternal, familial. familial, My my, my family, my sister. (laughs) Yeah, Um, and again, like lots of people in your family, my family supported the kickstarter mm-hmm. generally like God. were encouraging mm-hmm. and um my parents over the last like month they they were nice enough to like really? dad made dad made sure <laughs> that our car was running right yeah, we... and got got new like went to take it to get new tires like while i was you know messing with stuff and he would do oh he did the lawn for us sometimes and mm-hmm. cuz i just needed that i just needed to not cuz this is all i did it's literally I all he did i've been doing nothing but work on this game for like two whole months, like mm-hmm. all, like nothing, and I, I was like, you know, you guys don't owe us this, like at all. Nobody mm-hmm. owes us any of this, but uh, you know, and all the like. <laughs> I mean, they've they've helped with other shows too. Like they and they helped the, us make the buttons, the, the force and... behind our buttons every time. Yeah. they show up. They, I'm, I, I your dad at least has played it. Yeah, Did he manage I think they to both, I'll call him tonight. I haven't yeah. talked to him since. But I know I think your they mom both wanted to, yeah. and I hadn't heard if she'd figured Steam out yet. <laughs> right. Um, but again, but, that's like yeah. that laundry list, that list of dozens of people. Mm-hmm. Um, Anyone we've met, we, like all the like the local game dev people who I know you've shown stuff to, like in yeah, and that and the, yeah, just being around other folks in Michigan. Yeah. That's why we're at the show is because mm-hmm. I didn't even I didn't even know about GDEX. Existing Until talking to those guys because some of them had already been down here. Mm-hmm. Um, every single one of those people and more, mm-hmm. the handful of people helped who make the game. Follow me some for way other or reasons another. online yeah. who've shown up at our um, mm-hmm. our Twitch streams with Game Dev, who wishlisted it on Steam and have played it since then. Like y'all it's just um so that that I yeah love you. like i said we're proud i'm proud of the work we put in because it was mm-hmm. a hell of a lot of work but it took it took way more than that to get it across the finish line and we will always be grateful for every yes. single person like that and everybody who ever plays it i hope that mm-hmm. it brings some joy to some people like i said i think it's fun i don't know i hope <laughs> i hope other people agree with me i mean i know like um, also like on a similar note like i know we are our own worst critics or whatever and I get real bad imposter syndrome with like my art stuff, but hearing people like it over this weekend and being like super excited about it. Yeah. And at this point, like I said, it's just the, like, it's just the, like, you know, it's still just hard to fucking get anything out there just because there's so many games, Mm -hmm. but I, yeah. Anybody who like the reactions from people have been really good. Um, that one, like you said, that one girl who full on, put me on blast and called me out for making the quote-unquote magical girl <laughs> Marta costume actually look like Hardcaptor Sakura. You got me. Whoops. <laughs> uh-huh. um, so yeah, it's been a, it's been a journey. Um, and again, I don't even know for sure if... Um, I would like to think that, that we would have finished it someday anyway, but for my side, like I said, it took the... Um, <laughs> 
these last couple of years have been really hard, mm-hmm. but it took the like, uh, like I said, we had that kind of, we talked about that a little on the last podcast when we were setting up this fucking insane yeah. run we were about to go on. <laughs> but, um, like the watching COVID unfold really put things in perspective for me. Mm-hmm. Just like, why, why am I doing this shit? I don't want to do like we have the like I said again a lot of luxury like we've and, and again and this is also a thing on top of all the other things we just said it's a thing we were planning on doing at some point we were planning to set aside some time and actually at, at minimum one of us mm-hmm. set aside a ton of like, yeah I'm still working y'all right but I ain't <laughs> still working a regular job and I've been doing this full-time for a hot couple months here mm-hmm. but um like that was always the plan at some point yes and it just got you know, it was like, well, is this the right time? And like, just all that. It was just very easy to not mm-hmm. do it, to put it off. But then, like, and then we were like, kind of getting our getting our legs back under us, getting some like momentum going, and then just to have that rug pulled out from us like two years back, three years back now. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. After Yomacon 2019. Yeah. For all the other setbacks we have had, I. 2020 was probably the worst year yeah. at Cubicorn Games in terms of uh, productivity, we and that's nothing. not exactly you know. I suspect we were not like I don't. That's but we not weren't unique to alone. Us. Yeah, no. that's not that's not an us problem. That is the world is the world was a fucking disaster. You know, it's not great now, yeah. but uh, in the yeah. immediate unfolding of it all, it was uh um it was not so good. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> at least for the most part, like most years, like we'd have like an ebb and a flow. And like yeah. most of it being a ramp up to Maker Fair is we'd like kind of mm-hmm. get ourselves back in order, like sort through like end of the year stuff is always like crazy, just in general, like all the holiday bullshit and yeah. kind of like we'd, we'd even out and then go in it. And then, but we were really, really starting to climb for the first time in a while, like between how much we were like ready at Maker Fair and then also doing Yomacon later that year, which was something we hadn't done in like five years. And then we were like, all right, like 2020 is going to be our year. And then it was literally no one's year. It was year. no one's year, right? It was the year that, that was for no one. It was the empty, yeah. uh, the empty 12 months. Uh, and then just like take the calendar a lot and shred it. of depression. Yeah. Um, but like I said, we'll kind of see how things go from here. But like I said, I am just uh, proud and hopeful and scared <laughs> just apprehensive <laughs> just like like i said just kind of like on edge a little bit but like more the good stuff than the bad it's been really uh like i said i'm i'm proud to have finished it i think it's a mm-hmm. good i think it's a quality thing that is worth existing <laughs> um and i don't know like for the moment i don't know if i have anything else to say other than that i think unless you've got any other thoughts then we'll uh nothing else to close us out for the moment <sighs> i mean probably not like again looking back i don't know if i could say this is where what trajectory it would have been on had i like really kept on like constant development like iterations working and all that stuff i don't know if it if i would have gotten us here but i'm glad it did um it's a game now <laughs> mm-hmm. it's actually a fucking thing and um I mean, it's kind of like what I was telling you the other day, like, especially like aside from just like how excited I am to see you do more like music stuff in general, because like the stuff that you have made and finished out for Down the Drain is incredible. And I know like I'm really looking forward to fully making and polishing Cucumber because in my mind, that was always the like the realer game 
just because of like it always had an objective. Um, and so, yeah, and like- I, I know, I know what you're gonna say, <laughs> but um, I, I, I know that game is gonna be something really cool. I hope and so. If we don't have to do this again, <laughs> if we can like maybe measure that out and not have like a sweatshop of game development for like oh i don't think we'll have to do this again that's again, that r- yeah was like a, um, i know i i know why it happened yeah. um but having that having this behind us having that on the horizon and having a uh, budding third idea um as a twinkle in our eye <laughs> for the moment i'm really looking forward to seeing what else we can make once we're given a little more like runway and mm-hmm. um less constraints yeah i think we'll leave it at that because like i said i'm not prepared oh no never, never. i'm mentally not prepared to talk about cu- future projects right no. now cucumber and uh we'll we will have a um here's where we'll actually close and then we'll move on to stuff we saw at the show and then we'll we'll call this an episode but uh we will have a kickstart update next week that like i'll go ahead and say what'll be in it mm-hmm. generally but we'll also post it that um be about the soundtrack stuff which that'll be out in the next couple weeks because again we were just literally hauling ass to get the game part we're of the really game done. We're really burnt out right now. And I didn't have time to like, like those tracks couldn't work. You couldn't pull them out of the game and just listen to them. I mean, on like an could. iPod or something. They, they need to be restructured ever so slightly to be like listenable in an individual. Like I'm going to hear the song and then go to the next one. Uh, the way that the looping works even it just wouldn't work. Um, so we're, I'm going to get that stuff done and we'll get that out to... Ooh. Somewhere between some and all of the people on Kickstarter, it'll at minimum be obviously anyone who pledged a tier that included a soundtrack, and probably everyone because it doesn't seem like Steam is being too stingy with codes. So mm-hmm. I'll put it up there, and I'm going to ask for as many codes as they'll give me, and if they give me enough for everybody, then everybody's going to get one. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then we're going to talk about uh, roughly future plan stuff there, which, like I said, in specifics. I'm not ready to talk about that, but in general, the plan will still be... An update for Down the Drain. Update for Down the Drain, eventually shipping everything on consoles, mm-hmm. and Cucumber will get done. Uh, and we'll, like, plank at that stuff. I can't mm-hmm. tell you exactly... Uh, I know for sure that Down the Drain will get an update before Cucumber gets done. Yeah, that's... Uh, that's console stuff goal. I'm not so sure about. We'll have to see about that, but... Uh, that won't happen until Down the Drain gets his update as well. Like. Yeah, because Down the Drain will probably, like, I bet we'll... It'll have ship done in that, that content form on I, consoles. Yeah, I bet we'll have done that content update um, before we go to console. Because like that, when we when we really build those other versions, we're going to transfer up a, to modern Unity. Like we're going to get off of these mm-hmm. older um, this older version of the engine, and that's going to be its own little irritating engineering thing. That like hopefully mm-hmm. it won't be too bad. But sometimes it's been as we've upgraded throughout the years. Sometimes it's been not so bad, and sometimes it's been kind of bad. Yeah, and it's we'll it's going to be a pretty big jump for us because it's like a four year gap, I think. Yeah, something like that. Um, the version we're using, the version that's contemporary. Yeah, we're going to be investigating. Like I said, I'm going to put the feelers out for uh, to start feeling out Nintendo because we've still got gross. We have the the physical hardware capability still to port to Xbox and PlayStation and Wii U. That's on hand for you, but we need to sw- we need switch dev hardware straight up. So mm-hmm. we will start the process of figuring that out, among other things. Um, and yeah, that's where we're at right now. Game stuff. Um, oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> you're good. So that's it for our portion of the GDEX. It's been a good. We have one more day. Well, yeah, we got one more day. One more. It's been a good show. It's been fun. Like I said, it's been. 
nice to do something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to do I anything. S- I still think it's weird. Like, if we're just going to switch over to show talk and, as yeah, a whole now. Yeah, let's go. What do you uh, got? It's weird that today was the lighter of the three days thus far. Like, I think all of our postulations earlier totally track. Um, that just, like, there weren't that many new people on Saturday. Yeah. And by Saturday... People had seen the video game area that, like, mm-hmm. like people had already kind of come through, and like, it wasn't like there was going to be new games on like, Saturday that were there on Friday. For those who aren't aware, GDX used to be a separate show, and it has since merged with the larger Origins, which is a card and tabletop, yeah, it's a tabletop game show. Show. So we've got a tiny little corner, yeah, essentially, fifteen percent, like maybe a little more, a little less um, of, the, of the like the dealer, dealer hall, hall yeah. portion of it is just games there's like we're in a group of um like nine yeah total. The, the shared ise space yeah, um, it's just like these single small, tables yeah small little single tables and then there's a handful of larger booths for like individual games there's like um ohio university um there's other yeah, like there's conglomerate the thing, groups there's the things you'd expect there's yeah a, there's a couple enthusiast groups there's a, some school stuff and then there's a lot of individual projects like, yeah um, and then us being a more like even smaller than any of those like collective of just individual tables and in, like a bigger shared space. Right. Um, so yeah, we're going to talk about games that we got to play at the show mm-hmm. that we think are cool. So I want to lead, lead with a couple things up front. The first thing is, and this will be true pretty much. I would expect this to be true going forward as like I set the stage for the show being uh-huh. talking about more about other indie games more often is that I'm not planning to talk about things that I don't think have merit. Mm -hmm. So if we're going to bring up a thing, it's because there's at least something that's pretty good about it. Like Mm -hmm. I'm not looking to dunk on things that seem bad. Like they're not, that's not what we're here to do. We're here to build up. Yeah. So if like, if we talk about a thing and even, or especially if we level some criticism, it's because we think that there's something that could be really special Mm -hmm. that comes out of it. Um, Secondly, for GDEC specifically, we were only going to talk about things that at least one of us physically played. Yeah. And that was largely determined by... What is near us. Yeah. It was, large, <laughs> it was largely determined by how close your booth was to our booth because we've yeah. had a lot to do this weekend. Mm-hmm. So pretty much the only things we've checked out are things that were right in our immediate vicinity because that's how much we could and also, afford like, to walk away. And how busy back. we were or how... Because like, like, some people like had to leave occasionally yeah. or so for, and had like... Uh, one of the volunteers or staff people watching their table, like there wasn't always a time or cause like I would never want to go over there when like someone was already talking to a table. Like I didn't want to interrupt. I didn't want to kind of force people aside. I always wanted to go when they looked available and there was at least one <laughs> table that we haven't seen just yet. Correct. We're going to remedy that tomorrow. Yeah, we're we're going to go see him tomorrow. See, yeah, we're going to see the last um, thing. But in they the, always the seem pretty busy and yet. or, they weren't there when we had a chance to go look. So yeah. So so if we, as we talk about games we saw GDX, if we don't mention your game, it is not a, <laughs> it is not a verdict of quality on your product. It that is, we will be able to at least remedy that and put links in some description somewhere, like we plan on doing. Yeah. For that game in particular. Um, Do you remember? After what, I don't know what that last one was called. I don't know. I don't I'm sorry. Um, we will we'll put a link to it. There will be sure. we, yeah. We, a link we've to got it in information notes. for everyone else that we um, talked to. Yeah, um, like you said, we did a, we did a pretty good job, but not not quite complete job of the space we were in. Yeah, but we'll we'll remedy that tomorrow. And if you were outside of that space, like I said, that's 
It's just if you're listening to this, cool. Thank you. The fates deemed <laughs> that your booth was not near our booth, and that's yeah. <laughs> that's just how that worked out. It's not it's not because we didn't think your game was good. It's because we were very busy and we're not close enough to like and really easily check tired. it out. Yeah. Um, so with all long. that said, but the groundwork laid. Um, are we gonna go down this list linearly in the order you wrote it, or uh, it doesn't matter to me. Um. Well, because the let's do that, I guess, because this is also in proximity. Like we we technically uh, explored these based on direct proximity to us. So yeah. the, the game to our right uh, at the show at GDEX was the Boundary Condition. Oh, um, I love that little round dude. Yeah, it's really cool. GDEX award winning. Yes, <laughs> which is awesome. It deserves it. Yes, um, and then again, I, like we had this talk a little off the off the podcast, but I still think. Uh, that game deserves recognition, but also video game awards are stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in the, in that, like, and I'll repeat the conversation we had off, but like, trying to compare video games that are not in the same state of development or like in vastly different genres is dumb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it is just it is just silly to try to say that like a puzzle platformer is better or worse. Than like a phone game or like a Mario Party thing or, or like, like a dating sim. Yeah, or a dating sim. Just like like trying to objectively quantify one is superior to the other is like so pointless and so stupid that like I almost don't want to dignify it with a response because that was the one that was that one comment from the dude who was hosting the awards or whatever. He was just like, "There's a d- definitive winner to this category." And I was like, Spe- and specifically that category being <laughs> this small for like it was individual like it was. What is what is ISC? It was independent uh, student, student, and, and experimental. experimental. Yeah, there you go. And he, um, like saying there is one definitive winner of that yeah. just and, seems and like I said, extremely crass. It, it speaks and to rude. like I, I don't remember who the dude was. That, like we're new to GDX. Yeah. This is our first year, so I don't remember who the dude was who. I don't know if he was hosting, the whole show, but I he was hosting the, no the awards. Idea. And again, I'm not like trying to put him on. He also blast didn't or introduce himself. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't. I, kind of rude, I might have remembered his name if he had actually. So. Whatever. Um, but um, I'm not trying to like call him out specifically. Yeah. I'm just saying that like we both have Lorraine and I both have a fundamentally different philosophy of how games should be. Yeah. Like valued, <laughs> appreciated. Than than he does, I think, because that's like the easy trap to fall into. Is like I said, that's the declaring winners. Like well, it's like it's like yeah, the the way it's just it's like the Oscars and shit. We're like, I mean, you, yeah, you know that a comedy is never going to win Best Oscar. Mm-hmm. Games get recognized for a high technical achievement. How many pixels there are? Yeah, or like a high technical achievement graphics or high technical achievement mechanics almost always yeah and if your game isn't really really exemplary like, in one of those two things literally breaking down boundaries and blowing yeah. up like you can shit. have the world's most amazing game in every other respect but if it is not really good at one of those two things usually it is not quote unquote an awards game yeah <laughs> um and so yeah like i said i think the only proper way to to quantify video games is like is it good or is it worth your time or not not even mm-hmm. is it good but just like do I think that this is worth looking at? Do I think this is worth mm-hmm. experiencing, or, or do did, I do did, I personally not? Do I think <laughs> the experience is worth having? Yeah, one hundred percent. Like, but like, yeah, trying to compare dissimilar games to each other is crazy, and trying yeah. to compare games that are like an alpha versus something that is like shipped is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just nuts. But all, all that said, um, the boundary the boundary condition, condition is a is really, really really cool, really really good alpha-ish thing yeah. like it's a it's a really really well put together early game mm-hmm. like uh do we how how much of the specifics do you want to go into this kind of stuff um well yeah we'll just talk about the mechanics and then like, okay. i'm a, saying like how like how in depth of a yeah review. it's a it's a puzzle platformer where you um 
that I'd is, almost even say it's a little bit more of a puzzle game than just there's platforming in it. You're, well, that's my question. Is like, and, and again, I think it's uh, I think his description of it is it's a puzzle Andrew, game. Groot. Andrew Groot. Andrew Groot. The Square Groot on <laughs> the Twitter. Square, um, I suspect he's not a hundred percent exactly what the breakdown is going to be because that was my note to him after I played it. I was mm-hmm. like, there's because there's like. It is like mostly puzzle stuff with like some jumping involved, but it's not like ta- mm-hmm. taxing jumping. It's not like technical. Yeah, like this hit isn't this like jump. yeah. It's not. And then there's one section at the end where it becomes like a runner. Like it kind of your your character moves forward. Yeah, it's an auto scroller. Your character moves forward without like you pushing mm-hmm. the stick forward or whatever. And you it has a series of pretty technical jumps. Like you have mm-hmm. to hit timings on a bunch of jumps in sequence. And those two things are so different that like I said, I I will love to see what the final, like, what that breakdown uh-huh. ends up with in the final game. If it's there's still some of a little of that or if some of it gets cut, I don't think there's a right or wrong answer. So, mm-hmm. like, I want to know. We'll see. <laughs> I, hope the, I hope the game chips cute. so we can the find little, out. little round boy. He's got little, like, uh-huh. little squiggly feet and he's just got a good smile and I loved looking at him. Yeah, but the stuff outside of that platforming section... Um, the, the game is a... Um, the actual mechanics mess with like the, your orientation and like dimensions. Yeah, the mechanics play with space. 3D, where, 2D, and 1D. Right, where you can you can shift, right, exactly. The perspective of the environment relative to the camera so that like... you'll the start in like is a, like 3D. Yeah, you'll start in a 3D environment that looks, you know, like you would expect a 3D game yeah. to look. And then like there might be a gap that you can't conceivably cross in the 3D plane, but then... You can touch an object that will flip the perspective to or 2D. Even, um, later, you get the ability to just shift it whenever you want. Yeah. Like after that auto scroller, there was um, you got be basically like a certain number of button presses or orientation of button presses. Mm-hmm. You were able to shift like top down, side, and um, like literally just the one dimension being a single line. Basically, you're yeah. moving through that like very linear space. Sure. And I'll say this to Andrew if he ends up listening to this, because um, like that's that's another thing where I didn't mention this when I was talking to him after playing it, but like mm-hmm. for me personally, that kind of mechanic is like a red flag to me. Where like if that were my game, and I'll, and I'll, I'll also preface this by saying that like I don't think I am a smart enough, I'm not a technical enough person. I don't think I could build that game. Like I'm just mm-hmm. not that mathy. I'm not that technical a yeah. coder. Um. So so with the, that said, he, he might have he might have the ability to pull this off. I don't think mm-hmm. I would, but I would cut a mechanic like that almost immediately from the from my game because I don't think I wouldn't feel comfortable being able to build like deterministic puzzles that aren't immediately ruinable by people just go like being able to do like literally anything at any point. Like that would be my concern about that is that it would it'll be so hard to create authored content. That it just, I mean, it, it just I, sounds I, like a I have minefield not to me. Seen <laughs> what those later levels look like, aside from just like, because he's got his laptop also facing backwards, so I'm able to like uh-huh. glance over and watch the people um, playing on the TV in front. Yeah, and so I, I can't speak to those like later levels past that. Um, yeah, and, and I don't know how much of that is built, like straight up. Yeah. That's what I'm because it's a very early game. Like it's mm-hmm. it's. Uh... But even so, like the puzzles he's got so far are really good. Well, like I said, mechanically, yeah, yeah. it's, it's very, very well thought out, and that's what you need for a good alpha. Mm-hmm. Like you need to you need an idea that is solid, and that's what's in the game right now. Absolutely, it is a, it is a concept that works. Like yes. I understand this, I get what's cool about it. Mm-hmm. Like I understand why I would want to keep doing it. Like that's and that is textbook good early project mm-hmm. like good good start <laughs> um so yeah i'll be looking forward to i really hope that game mm-hmm. comes out yeah it is uh, currently on itch um in the state that it is in right now um the boundary condition if you search for that yep. um 
Um, and so that's that. Very cool project. Very cool. Um, moving on. Because that was one of the things we saw together. A lot of the stuff we saw separately. But with this one, we saw together. Yeah, too. we saw uh, this as well. So on our other side... Um, it's three times 60. Three times 60. Yep. Which uh, can be found also on itch with the number three X and the number 60. Yeah. Like and, numerals, and, actually. Uh, and actually, like again, these are all like not released things, so I don't even... Yeah. Uh, I believe the boundary condition probably is just going to be in PC, maybe console at some point. It's hard to say. Yeah. Um, th- you can go follow them, and eventually yeah. and eventually they'll let you know what their products are going to um, be. This next one, three times 60, is meant for mobile. Like It'll yeah, probably a, be on PC, it, maybe. It's kind it, of what she made it sound like, right. but, but it, the it, target it is It is mobile. a phone game. It is a vertical yeah. phone orientation um, you can play it in browser in, on itch right now. Yeah. Um, um, and and also download a version which probably just opens a web browser. I don't remember what she said it was built in. Yeah. And it's a cool, um, it's basically like a Pajinko pinball kind of thing with like agency, I guess I would say. Yeah. Agency uh, being you can jump. You're, yeah. You're so the you, ball and you can jump. So yeah. So it'll lay, it'll lay, it's, you play it as a series of like puzzles basically yeah. where you, you'll have a little ball that starts at the top you have of sing, a, a single like pachinko screen and there's like three little points you have to hit to unlock the exit. Basically. Yeah. So it starts as like a tall rectangular space and at the bottom of that space, somewhere near the bottom of the space, I don't, I don't remember if it was always in the center or like, no, it, it, it could move. It could move. Um, but there will be like a kill zone. Like, you know, like losing your pinball mm-hmm. into like the, you know, past the flaps or whatever. Um, and then, like you said, above that, in this tall rectangular space, there will be a series of points that you need to touch. And then at the very top of that space to start, is where you a, drop there's the ball a ball from. that you will you can, move. You can move it yeah, across move it like left a and right line, across the screen and then push a button to it. let it go. And it'll fall straight down until it hits a surface. And then, you know... It, Based on physics, like based on you know like slants, if something's how, spinning, right, how far if, it fell, if it was spinning, how what the certain angles things had of like the, currents the to pull were. you along. Yeah, it'll bounce like, around, and then you get to add uh, jumps, an basically vertical jumps. momentum to it by tapping the button again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it it feels good. Like yeah. that's another thing where like the core concept, two thumbs up. Like it's mm-hmm. it just feels good to play, and it did. And the the good thing about it um, being like it's one of those phone games where like. This is immediately fun and immediately easy. Yes. Like, I understand it. I had to and stop playing because I knew I would play it for too long. <laughs> yeah. And it, and for me, I, I have that respect for that even more than, like, I have a lot of respect for people who go out there and make real phone games. Mm-hmm. The cell phone space has become so dominated by fucking absolutely worthless microtransaction-filled yeah. dog shit that, like, if you make a real phone game... I love like, being <laughs> like, able to pay once for, for a game and just, like, because I, I still play, like, threes, which I know has gone, like out of vogue well, despite being a very good game I mean, like, it's just really old like, yeah you know, uh, but. we saw them talk at gdc 2014 yeah <laughs> yep um but yeah three three times 60 that it, that it feels like that era of phone game it feels like mm-hmm. that that age like just after the iphone was starting to get mature or like there yeah. was good shit and not all like dog shit. garbage <laughs> yeah coming out on phones uh it feels like that mm-hmm. um so I would I want to play that again. That yeah. seems like a really good way to like you know take fifteen minutes of time or whatever. Yeah, um, and just kind of fiddle with. And they are uh, like it's like a discrete screen, and you just like move on to the next one. I didn't actually go and see if there's a way to like yeah look I don't know back how, through. I don't, I don't know, know how much of the yeah. game right. I don't know how many puzzles there were or whatever because we didn't play it. We played for, like, like five minutes. Yeah, there we didn't seemed play like a lot. lot of it, but, um, um, but yeah, it was really cool. Mm-hmm. It's a cool game. Um, moving on. Uh, Bat to the beat. Which so yeah. this one I just played like I think you I watched seen it. you and yeah, then I had to go tend little. to the booth. Um, this is uh from a fellow Michigander. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and it's basically it's another phone 
targeted like I think phones it's more and tablets. Like, I think it's more tablet. Yeah, is what I, it looks having like. played it on the iPad, I'm uh, I will still like. Canal, uh, probably. Kanal. I hope. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, if I mispronounced your name, I'm so sorry. Uh, yeah. But um, uh, I I I told him I was gonna um try to mess with it on my phone because he's doing a test flight sort of thing mm. and hopefully I will remember to do it but uh, I do suspect it'll be a worse experience on phone just because the screen is so small and, uh, yeah, and I, it probably the is not going to run the play space itself was a little small like yeah. I feel like it would it would look better on a bigger it's screen it's probably not going to run my ancient shitty iPad yeah so you have a very <laughs> so iPad. the phone is going to have to do for now because it's, <laughs> it's the piece of hardware that I have that'll run it but, um, but it's a cool uh, again really good concept so it's a rhythm game where you're basically like a little dude uh, you're like a little Baseball, crickety kind of guy. I think um, it's cricket. Yeah. Is... Uh, I, I kept envisioning baseball because it like feels like a pitcher's mound mm-hmm. to me because you're in the center of a thing, but it is it is cricket themed, um, like actually. Um, and you're basically at the center of a space and then around you are like little fielder dudes mm-hmm. basically that are like, I don't know exactly how they're distributed if it's all it like, was random or if it's like authored or like a certain level they have, they're in the exact same positions. Um, mm-hmm. And then your character in the center is a batter who like rotates they spin in a circle um and little rhythm beats will come up around you that's like all right at the tap here yeah like if you imagine like looking down at like a clock face it's like all right for this sequence we want you to tap it like you know 12 o'clock six o'clock and eight o'clock or whatever Mm -hmm. um um, and when those tap targets come up you basically have to push uh one button if the space is open like if a if a direct line from that like you know, clock face arm is pointing at like empty space. You want to push like the bat button to like hit a ball. Um, and if it's pointing at a fielder, you want to push the like wait button basically to not mm-hmm. swing because you don't want to hit the ball, you know, to yeah. the fielders or whatever. Um, and it's like cool looking, uh, especially like after it's I played... really cartoony. Like it's got a cute little style to yeah, it after, and it reads well. After I played the tutorial, um, I played like one of the like regular levels like once because it mm-hmm. was just as we were wrapping up. Yeah. And I was heading back to our booth, but um, it like zooms out to this cool like cartoony like world mm-hmm. like it's like a like a cartoony earth and then like zooms back down to like the cool little field like it was a nice mm-hmm. it was a um a cool visual yeah, flair the, that the I was not expecting the presentation was really nice it was a cool it. visual flair that I was not expecting that game to have necessarily um and I in this build I kind of had a hard time with it cuz I uh, like I told him for me it was like a lot of information all at once yeah. to like to try to keep track of both the physical makeup of all these little fielder guys around you and Mm-hmm. keep the rhythm part going well um i wonder if there was like some kind of like maybe like a lot like a line coming from them or well, some he, other way to visualize yeah, and he it. had showed me like Here, here's the thing i can turn on that like makes the line because there is the is, is a little line coming off of your guy and like he's yeah. like here's the thing that, that makes the line come out longer and like i said i i still all this keeping in mind that i only played the game for like five ten yeah. minutes i did not play it for a long time because we had a lot of shit to do like mm-hmm. any of the stuff we yeah, tried we like did not play two. it yeah we did not play any of it for like really long periods um but um when he turned that on i told him i was like i just barely noticed the difference because i'm so fixated on like trying to watch yeah. the little hit markers and stuff that like um so yeah i like i said it would be cool to, to play a little more of that and maybe try to render a better verdict than, mm-hmm. than the very limited time I got exposed to it. But at the minimum, it is a cool looking game yeah. that is based in like a really solid concept. It seems like mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Um, Agreed. Um, then a game that you played that I did not get to check out uh, was Dress, uh, Dream and Sugar. Dream yeah. and Sugar. Uh, I got to pull this close to my shitty eyes. <laughs> <laughs> um, tell me about Dream and Sugar. Um, 
So it is like I didn't obviously like as a visual novel, it's hard to like sit down and play that for an extended period of time, especially in this situation. Um, but it is a visual novel with a like drawing minigame in it that it seems like um, the studio, like Couch Lion Studios, has built themselves from the dra- ground up. Um, it was extremely robust for being like I was drawing with a mouse and it felt really good. Um, the just general style of like the environments and um, the characters themselves was a nice anime. <laughs> um, the characters looked really cute and they were giving out these cute little stickers. One of um, the one I got, I'll have to put somewhere cause I like, I liked it. Um, and there was like, I think the premise is you're like an art student who's just graduated. Um, and you're going to this coffee shop of a friend of yours who's a barista, or at least is a barista there. It's not their coffee shop. They're like a fashion designer or something like that. And Mm -hmm. they've been like supporting you this whole time and you're a regular at the shop. And there was at least from what I've seen, like going through the stuff on their website and just seeing the other stuff like around the booth, there's like at least two other like named characters thus far in the game being, I I think four total, including yourself. And it was, it was just cute. It was, um, they had a nice little like aesthetic on their booth. It was very chill. Yeah, right. Because like I said, and... I never saw it more than walking past it. But mm-hmm. when I would glance over it, I was like, "Oh, that looks pretty good." Like visually, because yeah. that was all I experienced mm-hmm. of it personally. I was like, that "I looks, would." I'm, that I'm hoping tomorrow I can get a little more time to just talk to them mm-hmm. as opposed to just like seeing, like trying to talk over the table because like it's pretty loud around us, especially yeah, for a game like that. You're not kidding. And they, <laughs> I wasn't able to hear them super well when we were just kind of chatting and. Mm-hmm. I know they were hoping to maybe come. Some of them at some point were hoping to come over and yeah. Like, play well, like our I said, I think that so I, I think yeah, tomorrow will be a lot of that because our you know our business here is mostly done. Like we'll still make sure that at least one of us is at our yeah. booth for when people come by. But I do want to just like you know dot T's and mm-hmm. cross eyes or whatever the fuck. Yeah. <laughs> when it comes to following up with a couple of people that we've kind of wanted. I've to never do. been like super big into visual novels. Like not that I just like not that I don't like the genre. Like I think they're mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. Um, but I don't think I've ever found one that like super clicks with me, but I, I like the idea of, I, in theory, what you're drawing, I'm assuming is going to ha- have some other kind of like a role in the story with given your character's background or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I, I like drawing. Sure. And even if it's just like a, like if it's not a mechanically significant thing, but it's just like a, like, uh, something, like something in the story, like right, it's you draw relevant a thing, to you draw a thing, you give it to character yeah, and then later, think, later on in the narrative, um, that character, like gives it back to you or shows it to you and yeah. be like, hey, this meant a lot to me. Like, that's fun. Because, like, the point that I was in, like, the one of the... the I, I saw three of the four characters. I didn't... Like, the other one, I think, is another employee at the coffee shop. Um, the one other... Like, the guy who was, like, in my regular booth, because, of course, that's how this works in a, in a coffee shop um, type anime story. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, seemed to be some other kind of creative and you, like, you don't really know. And he was, like, kind of, like... You kind of, like, flirted a little bit. while, And he was like, oh, I'll give you your booth back or whatever. <laughs> um, but there was a prompt from your friend behind the counter who's like, oh, there's going to be a gallery showing. You should put something together. And then you're prompted for that first drawing minigame. So it's like, oh, maybe, like, you're working towards, like, building some kind of portfolio that will bring you in closer to, like, other people in the game or world and... I don't know. I think I, games like that, it's just, it's again, kind of like what I was saying. Like It's story driven, but it's just, it's a vibe kind of game, which I think is really cool. Yeah. Well, that's like the thing I was going to say too, is like, like, uh, like you just said, uh, 
but pro- probably even more so in terms of like the total number that we've played. Like mm-hmm. visual novels are not my thing; they're not my genre, but they are cool and a very important part of the, like the game totality mm-hmm. like ecosystem. And I think I bet the people who worked on that game or are working on that game, like I said, the, the Line Studios. I I bet they could. I bet if you got had gotten together with them, and in- instead of with me, you you could have built the Vibeer like more chilled mm-hmm. out version of down the drain. Cause like I said, <laughs> different people just have different, like mm-hmm. they have different backgrounds and different stuff really affected them at cer- at certain point. And they're like, you know, life experience in general or like gaming in particular. Um, and that like, you know, I couldn't build a good visual novel cause I just don't have, I haven't <laughs> played enough of them. I don't have the background in that, but they're cool games that should exist. Like the spectrum of emotional and uh, intellectual experiences that can be had in video games should be as broad as mm-hmm. human beings, period. Um, so I'm very grateful for the people who go out there and put a lot of time and effort into visual novel stuff, even if it's not like the thing that I usually, you know, play a bu- play a bunch of. Or maybe someday, maybe I'll figure out how to do this. Like if I can find like a decent engine to do this on my own, like I'll make like a Cubicorn games, like high school AU um, <laughs> visual novel with like all of our characters in it, or like a coffee shop <laughs> AU type thing. I think that could be funny. Mm-hmm. But like I said, from it look, it looks cool, and, mm-hmm. and hearing you talk about it, it sounds like a it sounds like a pretty good take. On I mean, I've always like it's always been something I've like kind of been interested in, but again, like I think I just sort of like missed the areas on the internet where those mostly lived, mm-hmm. like when I was younger and maybe would have played them like a lot more because like i mean i and most of my writing is probably of that caliber let's be real um, well that's again, a lot like, of i wouldn't even say that like there's like i don't think you can like, well, no, oh. it's 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 relationship focused it's about how characters are sure, growing they, yeah that, that's that's what i'm getting okay at. that's it's, fine because that's very different that, um yeah that's very different than saying uh, the word caliber to me implies quality and i i don't want to go that far and say that like uh, saying that a thing is a visual novel is a statement of quality or not. No, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. Um, it's just like, you know, they're silly visual I, novels, I, they're most serious of visual my, novels. My writing is mostly character focused, mm-hmm. generally speaking, which is what a visual novel right. generally tends Mo- to more often than not, yeah, um, focus gotcha. on. I got you. And I got you. I, especially like as, as I've gotten more into game design, as I've learned more about the Otome general, genre in general, like I have a lot of respect for that because it's, it's a lot of dialogue. Yeah, right. And it's not like... like also, like, you're not necessarily, like, sometimes there are, like, big, like, inset, like, pictures or whatever. Sometimes it is just, like, literal prose of, like, oh, you're, you're going here and doing this as opposed to, like, as, as opposed to, like, a movie or, like, actual, like, I guess it's more like a book in theory, like, a novel, huh, um, in theory where you're, like, giving more, like, stage direction-y type, like, explanations of what's happening rather than showing it specifically, yeah, I hundred percent agree. And like I said, that's the kind of stuff that frustrates me a lot. Where like, like I said, I don't think like visual novels are probably as far, for, generally speaking, as far from quote unquote award games as you'll get. Yeah, because dipshits will be like, oh, but it's just words, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck you. That's so dumb yeah. that I can't. I don't you want to dignify it by like, mm-hmm. ugh. Um, like I like I we had had um I told Josh the story when he came over to our house one time when we were talking about mm-hmm. stupid work stuff and there used to be people at my day job. Like they were salespeople and I was a programmer, mm-hmm. so we like would have to get into meetings together to work on projects. And they would be like, "Well, I want this website to do this. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't take that long, right? Because all you have to do is like type, I don't know, ten thousand words." Like, like they thought that my job was to just push the buttons enough times to make a thing happen. Write a descriptive uh, paper on what you want this yeah, website and, to and do. And I feel and like manifest. people, like certain people in games 
attribute that same mentality yeah. to visual novel stuff. Like, oh, like, you're oh, it's just build- you're yeah. just writing words. How mechanics. hard could it be? And like, okay, whatever. Mm. Um, but yeah, that game seems neat. As I've gotten deeper into like all of my very frivolous and self-indulgent uh, writing, that's something that's become just more on my radar in general of something I might want to try and do at some point. Mm-hmm. I think you could just like throw on itch or whatever. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a great place for something like that. Have a good time. Just kind of put it out there, you know, mm-hmm. let people pick it up or not. Yeah, that's cool. Um, we'll do one more that you saw because I, I literally have like, I've seen even less of this mm-hmm. game because I've like walked past it yeah, less they're, often. They're kitty corner, but the um, opposite side. Right. So you tell me about uh, Stuff Enough stuff and then enough. I'll, after that I'll talk about our last From thing. From Red Zebra Studios. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's uh, what they're showing right now is just like a handful of mini games, but it's going to be a Mario Party like, but actually more like a board game and less like just, it's just, random die rolls with everything <laughs> um the guy uh, michael i sorry i do not have your last name um that's, that's okay like i said <laughs> as long as we get the, the like the studios yeah. and the game names right uh, that's what's important because people can track down the, he the, shared the an anecdote themselves. about a game that he played with a game of mario party that he played with his sister where she got like two consecutive like hidden block stars <laughs> and just like blew him away in a single turn and he literally turned the gamecube off <laughs> on her and has not played Mario Party with her since, and that's like a decade of oh, time. Man. Ooh. <laughs> so he want like this. He's like, he told me he was making this game out of spite. Um, whereas he wants it to be more like um, uh, it's example that he gave me is like you could land on the same spot as a person and challenge some of your resources against them, saying that you will beat them, and they can either rise to that or like literally pay you off to like no i don't want to do this to you like there's more decision making there's more agency in the board game aspect of it and um he was just telling me a bunch of other random ideas but the mini games he showed like were a pretty good proof of concept because one of the things that we talked a lot of it was just kind of like talking shop because like it's like four mini games and it's short it was like a um there's like a red light, green light. There was one where you are um, mashing the A button to like climb a rope fast enough. There was like a hopscotch one where you have to hit this like certain combination of buttons to get to the end. And there was one where you're just like all kind of like it's like a 2D plane basically. And you're trying to jump and catch these coins that are falling to get the highest total sum of coin of um, money or whatever. And um uh, the stuff we were talking about was like how much goes into all of those things because you are building like he wants to put like 50 games in the first build like that's 50 individual mechanics like it's you don't uh-huh. think about that like he was right. saying how people like kind of like with the visual novel thing like right people are like, like oh it's, yeah it's just, just a mini game you just kind yeah. of afford it out right and like <laughs> no yeah because like it's like one of the mini games in particular like right now like the coin one especially he's like yeah he's like people have been telling me like because they're actual coins. It's like yeah. quarter to penny. And he's like, the quarter's the biggest one and it's worth the most. Right. Like, so why wouldn't, like, it just doesn't make, it kind of didn't make much sense. And he's like, yeah, he's like, so I'm thinking about one of the maps he wants to do is like an arcade. And he's like, oh, I'll make it like like tokens. So like they could be different colors, but all the same size. And like theming mini games to the maps as opposed to just the random, like whatever. Oh, like if, if they pull that off, that's really neat. Yeah, cool. that was that was a really cool idea. And I liked that a lot, too. It was like a, a house, mm-hmm. I think, and a schoolyard and an that, arcade. That is a good idea. Or like a park and yeah, an arcade like or something a, like that. I like the instinct behind that. That's smart. Mm-hmm. And because, yeah, one of the things, uh, he's got a few like demo videos or whatever on mm-hmm. Twitter of like showing it like 
selecting like he's got like a mock-up a very rough mock-up of the actual board itself um somewhere in a build and he's like oh like having it like random like mario party cycle through the mini games pick a random one and actually launch it he does have that working which is awesome um and it was just cute because they're like little like stuffed like cute little like there's like an alligator a hippo a tiger and a duck i think um and they're like they're they're toys they're stuffed Mm -hmm. and um he i think most of the assets he's gotten like he there's i don't remember i wish i could remember the service he was using Mm -hmm. that can port into unity but he's doing all the rigging okay that's Um, a lot of work yeah and like some of like the um certain physics that he had especially like in that coin game because that's one of the only i think that's the only one right now where you're actually interacting with other characters like Mm -hmm. sometimes like they would get caught on each other just overlapping meshes or whatever but they would get dragged in the right way like Mm -hmm. he's like oh he's like i've been watching my daughter play with her toys and have used some of that as inspiration for Uh it that's fun um Um, that's another thing we're like you know nothing wrong with off the shelf no because it it (laughs) looked it looked so cohesive like he had shown me some other pictures of um like early versions he's like these rooms are just so empty mm-hmm. like it just it's boring to look at but the like the way that he had the lighting built the way that um he incorporated all of the other things into these scenes like it, it it's like this feels like a mm-hmm. bedroom or a schoolyard with the hopscotch thing or like whatever like mm-hmm. it when you say he was it is this a one person project yes. or is it okay yes because yeah, michael is a lot of these are like they are they're either one or very few people mm-hmm. like for the area because we're at the you know like i said we're at the single table area so like these are pretty small games so like, yeah i like think I said, every i think couch lion might be three or four people okay um, i mean i just know that there were have been more people at yeah, their yeah, booth yeah, yeah, on yeah. average but like um i'm not yeah. i haven't been able to find I, cause I did a little bit of research like looking through their business card stuff and actually like googling or like searching on the respective platforms for them and i haven't been able to find a super huge amount of information about yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of that's, these that's fair um like i said it's the, yeah it's, it's the, him i think his wife might have some kind of like more like a feedback type thing sure. and maybe his sister too and again, and again but that's like a, you he's know. the he's the one making them right and like his, still... i know his he said his daughter who's like maybe elementary school if that right um he's like oh yeah she plays this all the time right because like going back it takes a village yeah to make a game but at the same time being the principal person who is doing like everything building the structure of the game that's Mm -hmm. a lot to do for one 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 human Mm -hmm. which um you know back to the beat i'm pretty sure is a one person project yeah the boundary condition is is a one person project like that's nuts uh Mm -hmm. good on you guys well and um Three times sixty, I believe, is it's also pretty much right. Is, is just her, I believe. Yeah. So almost all the games on this list are single person projects. Mm-hmm. We're we're we have twice as many staff as most of the games we saw. <laughs> but yeah, wild. it was like because this. I think he said this um, stuff enough is like two months in is what, and that's a, like that's, he's, a, that's a lot. Of, yeah, he's got a lot if in. If there. he's got games, you can play them. Yeah. There. That's an impressive two months. Games you can play and games you can win. Yeah, that's uh, like, very very. Oh, there was also a um, there was like a bed jumping one where you mm-hmm. were like just kind of like trying to get as much height as possible yeah. on well, that, like uh, a bed. Is that a Unity game? Do you know? It, it doesn't. Really I, I, no, matter. yes, it is because we were okay. talking about Unity. Because yes. that, that's still a thing. Like when people ask us either what our game is built in or what we recommend, I still think that Unity is like I said, it's a really good catch-all engine because mm-hmm. you can do stuff like that. You can stand up a game. Quickly. Pretty quickly, and you can expand the game pretty widely if, mm-hmm. if you put enough time in. It, it can do both of those things pretty well, given the right amount of time and effort. Uh, 
But that's awesome. Yeah, two months for to get something out there that's like playable is mm-hmm. that's real good. <laughs> I'm impressed. Yeah, it was neat. Um, very cool. And he had like little um, he had he had some 3D printed versions of um, two of the characters out there, and he had a, also a little um, I think it was for like a raffle or whatever. But you could just like the outline of um, the the stuffy, I think is what he called them, and you could make. Like draw your own in there and like put your email address on it and you could like win a prize or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did one um, that looked oh, right, like Marta right. <laughs> and put it in there. And I also in um, Dream and Sugar I drew Marta uh-huh. as the one draw- drawing mini game right. <laughs> that I partook partook in huh, um, partaken. Yep. Whatever. <laughs> uh, what? Well, yeah, who cares? Um, but yeah. Yeah, that's real cool. Um, and then the last game. You we, saw this. That is... I saw. Lorraine, Lorraine has not seen this game. I checked it out earlier, like very, b- I mean, earlier I've, in the morning. I've seen it as, and I've looked at it on Steam. Right. You did, past, I gave like, you the card that I got, and you, yes. you Googled, I Googled it. it. Um, Super Dungeon Designer. Woo! By Squish Studio. By Squish Studio. Is a, um, and it, compared to the a massive this, <laughs> staff this was of an actual like four booth. to six people. Yeah. Uh, by, so, you know, microscopic still by like video games as a whole mm-hmm. standards but compared to the other projects we're talking about like yeah. this is like a, con- a corporation yeah <laughs> they, i mean they're um, an llc like us yeah um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um but i will say that like so this is a um it's basically mario maker for zelda so it's a zelda builder mm-hmm. um it's a uh, it has it looks it has like link to the past style like 2d perspective yeah uh, we were like looking down into like a dungeon area, and you but like um, down and like it is that kind yeah of, right. Like, it's like kind of like offset, like isometric top down. Like yeah, it looks like it looks pr- like yeah, very what, much likely to the past. From what I saw of the screenshots, um, I would say that makes sense. Um, and yeah, it is a Mario Maker style thing. Which again, I I did still play it very briefly because mm-hmm. I still had to get back to our booth and mess around with stuff. But the time that I did spend with it, um, they basically had two demos up, which was cool. Cause they had like, like, yeah, like they had a demo stages. where you could play constructed dungeons. So they mm-hmm. had, you know, built some dungeons to show off the gameplay part where you're yeah. like playing finished things that people would, you know, theoretically mm-hmm. build in the game. And then they had the editor part and I messed with that. Cause I, I don't know. That was just more like instinctively when they asked, which one do you want to do? I was like the editor. That sounds fun. Yeah. Um, but that's just for whatever reason, that's what I felt like messing with in that moment. Um, and I will say I was surprised after sitting down with it and messing for a little bit, I, and then I asked when like their timeline was, and they were like, well, it'll probably be out like early, mid-2023. I was a little surprised how far off it was relative to how polished it mm. looked. Um, so, you know, again, they're like, uh, they're probably smarter than I am <laughs> in terms of like project knowing what it's supposed to get yeah. done and like their project plan or whatever. But But from the outside looking in, for like staring at it for about ten minutes, I was like, "This looks pretty good." Yeah, like, this I mean, looks like, like I said, the um, this looks it, like you guys are pretty far along I think from from least, an outside perspective. I think you can at least wish list it on Steam. I don't know if you can download. Uh, you can, and they like I said, they said they were do, they told me they were going to do like um some kind of test weekend thing okay. within the next couple of weeks, most likely. Um, and I and depending on if we've got the time available, uh, we might try to stream some of that. Because I I'm interested to mess with it more than the mm-hmm. I would have liked to at that point to mess with with it for more than five or ten minutes. Yeah. But again, we've had a lot of stuff to do. <laughs> um, but yeah, the interface seemed really well built. Like it seemed um, like visually it looked good and it seemed approachable in the same way. Like like the emulated Mario Maker, or, which is a good thing because Mario mm-hmm. Maker is a well built approachable thing, yeah. right? Uh, and it looks like they did a good job. Uh, replicating that while obviously replacing the function part with like you know Zelda things mm-hmm. <laughs> as opposed to Mario stuff. Semi-solid um, platform. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, so yeah, like I said, I didn't have that much time to mess with it, but but the time I did, you know, I put down three little areas and made a couple doors between them and just like <laughs> plopped down like some fire and a key or whatever, and it all worked. Um, and it seemed seemed well made. Like um, uh, the thing I'm more curious about is like how it will feel in practice to play because I didn't do anything other than like walk around as the character. Mm. Um, and again, this is from like just the flashiest flash of the pan of impressions. But moving the character, I th- I did thought it felt a little sluggish, mm. and that's one of the things I would like. I want to play the gameplay part of it for like, I would like to play that for longer to get a better sense of yeah, how it yeah, feels. Yeah. Um, but like for fit and finish wise, it seemed like it's really coming along, like or, or and or very mature. Like it mm-hmm. seemed like it's in good shape. Yeah. So. And that I believe is our GDEX. Uh, our GDEX experience is coming to a close. So yeah, we've got uh, one more day tomorrow. Like I said, we'll man the booth. We'll touch base with a couple of these folks again. Maybe a couple of new people. Um, drive the heck home. Drive the heck home. See my kid. Um, and yeah. And then we'll keep making games and talking about games. and Playing games. Playing games. All those things. Um, it's been a tiring, satisfying weekend. It's been mm-hmm. good. I'm exhausted, but uh, yes. Even we st- before <laughs> before the hour and a half of talking we just did, I was like, my voice is fucked up. One now the, my well, voice is real fucked up. <laughs> One of the things that I've noticed in particular, like with work, is like how dry my throat gets mm-hmm. having a mask on all day. Yeah, and I've definitely noticed that over this weekend. So again, hopefully, <laughs> considering uh, just the, the high tier hotel acoustics, even just and, to talking uh, talking about like the con in general, like I know I've said this a million times in the conversations we've had just with other friends asking about it, but like the level of voluntary masking has been incredible. Yeah, like, off the chain in the best way. People are stepping up and yeah, being safe. I was definitely, like that was the thing I was worried about for this weekend personally. As someone who's in public places regularly for mm-hmm. my job, like the it's literally a flipped script like whereas it's like 97 to 3% unmasked versus masked at work it's like it's the literally the opposite here if not a little higher um for people wearing their masks all the time and i i mean got to hand it to everyone who's being conscientious and cool and just uh, <laughs> social distancing. Yeah, it's been a good show. Like I said, all mm-hmm. that stuff has exceeded my expectations, and and the the um the con itself has been pretty well run. Like mm-hmm. I said, we had we have had zero issues logistically, which I was really I was like almost surprised by, considering how late some of the like info was coming in because we mm-hmm. didn't get our first like our email with like booth details until like a two weeks or something before the thing. I was I was starting to sweat bullets a little bit. I was like, <laughs> we're still good. We're still in this. That's still fine. But um. Yes. Loading in was fine. Mm-hmm. Everything that they promised us when we got here was there. You know, electricity all worked and stuff from the get-go. They even ran extensions cords for us, which was more than I was expecting. I figured mm-hmm. we'd have to have our own, like, cables and stuff. I mean, we're so Based on past experience with, yeah. is with some of these events. Um, yeah, two thumbs up. Uh, highly recommend GDEX, both mm-hmm. for exhibition and attendance. Yeah. Um, so with all that said, uh, I think we are going to call it a show. Um Lorraine, I know we had told this. <laughs> and a serious note. Um, I know we had told each other this on the drive down, and obviously the day of when you actually, you know, gave you the laptop and you mm-hmm. pushed the button. But um, congratulations, yeah. we are game developers. <laughs> true. We you have shipped a game. We get to we get to say we are game developers, yep. and that is cool as hell. Hell um, yeah. 
So on that note, uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, thank you for playing games and working on games yeah. and all that cool shit. We will be back at some point in the future talking about more stuff. Woo-hoo. And until then, we will see you later. <laughs>